0: All right, so back on the show, long-time fan listener, Georgia fan, Alabama—I don't even know what the hell to call you, Chris Marler. Saturday down south. Uh, what's the show? Uh, Football uncensored. I always forget that you change the, you change the name about every six months, so I it's hard to keep up. But I've been on that show too. I, and I know you're you're not going to the game. You just told me you're going to a, a baby shower or something like that, something weird.
1: How's it going? Thanks, man. Hell of an intro. Um, <laughs> it's going fine. It's going fine. Yeah, sadly, I made the mistake of, I don't to say it's a mistake, because I don't think I'm physically allowed to say that right now with the <laughs> location that I'm in. Um, I think that I, after the USF game, I did not have a lot of hope in this team um i think anybody that saw tyler buckner start a game and and then actually use his right (laughs) arm which i'm not sure is his dominant arm to throw a football um pretty bad pretty bad so i i did not think there was much of a chance this bama team was going to get to atlanta um been a really really fun year i think as like obviously we're both in like media and shit like that and and we we try to be as objective as possible but like it's been really fun as a fan to watch bama games because it's it's like for the first time in a long time and i hate this this is like the Bama privilege part of it, which I know is arrogant and obnoxious to like a lot of fan bases, and I get it. But like, it's been really fun to like where every single game feels like it matters. Like Arkansas is coming down for wire somehow. You know, the A and M game is like a pick 'em. Um, Ole Miss, like, like I mean, think about all the games they were, they were, they were behind at halftime and had to come like make second half adjustments. It's just been, it's just been a lot of fun this season to watch this.
0: Yeah, and I can confirm that because I love trolling you, and I I troll you about every Friday about uh-huh. uh, you know Alabama and how you know the odds against them, and you seem genuinely nervous every damn Friday, and then come Saturday night you were as confident as you could be that Alabama's just going to keep all this marching on. So everyone uh, can suck it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, this is another confusing thing, Chris, because yeah. you you seem to be the biggest Georgia fan out there that is an Alabama fan I, I don't know how, how to I mean is this like is this like your your girlfriend your your wife and your girlfriend going head to head here I mean who my, wife who, my girlfriend who, who are you going with here I don't I don't even know who you're picking
1: um so here's the thing I I again it cracks me up because like like I, I've done like a bunch of like Georgia shows this week and Georgia fans are there's there's a there's a sect of Georgia fans that are completely convinced that I fucking hate Georgia because I make snide comments and make jokes. And and I make jokes about every team, Like we, we like, everybody can get it. Like we, we talk about that all the time. Like we're we're going to make jokes about every single team. I make fun of Bama all the time. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a sect of Bama fans somehow who are fully convinced that I'm not a Bama fan, which is like, what the fuck ever? Like (laughs) my job isn't to be a fan of, of either team. And my job isn't to like make, you know, fucking, Horny for disrespect, Kirby 4206969, make him feel better inside because I'm only saying nice things about his team. I think it's like one thing that, like, I always joke around with, with like sports fans, and this probably won't be well received, but I don't care. It's like, I think there's a large number of sports fans and college football fans, especially, where it is more toxic than, than even like, like politics, where it's like, you don't want to hear me say what my opinion is. You want me to say things that you agree with. And or in some cases for the Twitterverse and like completely irrational people, you want me to say things that you completely disagree with, or even if you do agree, you're going to tell me you disagree because you just want to be <laughs> fucking mad. Like so, I I I think that like I I've been a Bama fan my whole life. I hope they win Saturday. I'll be pulling for Alabama, you know, adamantly. Um, at the same time, Georgia is the best program in the country right now, and I think that like when it's an objective thing to say, and you're looking at both programs, there's like I, you know. Like it's hard not to get triggered by by like what David Pollock said like about the.
0: Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn, there's
1: dogs in the house already." Dogs, um, that's nice. Uh, so I think it's I think it's, I think it's um it's fair to say like like with like the David Pollock thing it was like I was a little bit triggered and frustrated by it. Because I, I, you know, I think Saban is the goat. I think he's the greatest coach in the history of college football and all that kind of stuff. But also, it's like, yeah, you know, it's hard not to agree with what he's saying. Like Kirby is the better coach right now. Kirby is is like Georgia's program from every single possible angle is operating at a, at a at a different level than not just Alabama but every other team in the country, and that's fine. And I will also tell you this, and I've been saying this since February, right? Like our buddy Ty Richardson, I remember saying it to him like like very early in the morning on Arkansas Radio in February. Georgia is the best program in the country. They're the best team in the country. They have more talent than everyone. They develop talent better than anyone right now. They're putting kids in the league more from a recruiting standpoint, recruiting budget, like the operating, like the way, the way that they're bringing like the experience and their coaching positions, the, the way they're like able to recruit at each position. Everything they're doing is at a different level. And they have won the last game against Alabama. But do not go into Mercedes-Benz on Saturday, which has been a fucking house of horrors for Georgia fans and had their heart ripped out multiple times in that stadium by Alabama. Do not let Nick Saban do what he's done in four out of five games against Kirby Smart and beat you. Because then that entire narrative shifts back to what it was for a very long time. And then you start looking at some of like the, the, the things that have happened for Georgia over the past couple of years and all that shit talk kind of just goes away. So you better take care of business on Saturday because I, I, I think that they're the best team. I think they're fully the best team. But if you don't go in there and beat a very good Alabama team, and, and we've seen this team like, like not get this monkey out their back, they were a better team in 2021, Mike. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they got their ass beat by 17 points. It was the best defense in the country, best defense in college ball history, and they gave up more points in one quarter than they had in, in, in any game that season. So you better handle your business because if you don't, I think there's going to be a lot of receipts that have been kept from a lot of people, not just Bama fans, but from around the country. Like, hold on a second.
0: Right. I. I mean, there's a lot. I think there's a lot at stake for both teams, though. I mean, if, yeah. Because Alabama, yeah, they, like you said, they can smash kind of some of these narratives, but if they get mm-hmm. if they get their ass kicked in expanded SEC, you know, it's just getting tougher. Yeah. And. I, I, Yeah, I mean they've got there. They've they've gotten there, but there's you know, I don't want to say luck because I don't know if that's the right word, but several games could have went the other way. But to their Mm -hmm. credit, they win it, and and if they win on Saturday, they deserve to go to the college football playoff, and they'll probably win the whole damn thing. And I'm talking Alabama here. So, uh, and if Georgia loses, I don't think they get in. I really don't. Unless chaos ensues this weekend. So there's a lot on the line for both. But um, who do you think that motivates more this weekend? Alabama, which this may be the last opportunity under Nick Saban to, to yeah. win a championship, or uh, or Georgia, who, again, it, it's going to – they've owned college football, but we're going into a new era next season. So yeah. they'll they'll still be successful, but probably never going to be in an opportunity to win three in a row again.
1: I, I think that – I don't think any of the mindset for Bama is like, this could be our last chance of winning or saving. like in the locker room. Right. I think there's like, you know, some objective, objective fans. that might be like, Oh God, like, you know, we might be one of the last times. And like, you talk about bringing more people in the league, you're bringing in a team in the league that just went into your house and beat you by 10. Like, so it's not like you're just bringing in two more teams and it's going to get tougher. It's like, you're bringing a team that just like slapped you around, like you know, on national television in week two. So yeah, I think it's tough. I, th- I think it's going to be tough for everybody. Um, I just think that like the way the two teams are, and, and listen, Kirby could Kirby is gonna deliver some locker room speech and have these guys convinced that everyone is against them. No one believes that this team can win. Right. Um but I think at the same time, if you're Saban and you're and you're Alabama and you're going into this game with like like I think you block out the noise from the side of of uh sorry um you block out the noise of like hey if we lose this game the narrative becomes like well they are firmly behind save or firmly behind kirby like firmly behind georgia and i think there's a lot of people that, that probably already believe that like and i, I think with good reason but yeah I, I think i think that that's that is a very fair narrative that could that could continue to develop if they lose and, and here's the thing too mike is like because i i do think georgia wins the game because I think they're the better team and and they are, they just can hurt you in so many different ways, right? Mm-hmm. A bipolar woman. So they can just do so much damage, but at the same time, like I wonder how big the chip is on Kirby's shoulder in this game, because when you look at what he does, like when the lights shine brightest, there's no team in the country that has shown up more over the last two, three years than, than Georgia, that like every single time they put up 46.6 points per game last year against ranked opponents. like, This year they have they have like the the look at the the common opponents they have against Bama, they they've their their margin of victory like versus Bama is like plus forty eight more than what Bama beat their their common opponents by. Mm -hmm. I mean it's an average twelve points per game like that's insane. So I do think that like Kirby, you could say the monkeys off his back because they won the Natty in twenty twenty one and got revenge and all that kind of stuff, but I think that Kirby is he knows what he has in that locker room. And he also knows that like I'll, I'll Kirby, Kirby's one of the few coaches that has a killer instinct and, and he'll put your, his like foot on your throat and just fucking press down. And and I think that he, if he has the chance to do that for Bama's program on Saturday, he will.
0: So what are the keys to the, to the matchup? You think that'll define this game while you're at the, uh, the baby shower, what have you. And then the, this is like the national championship here that you're missing. Yeah. Um, just a few blocks away.
1: Totally, totally. I appreciate you keep uh, saying it like that too. Um, one, maybe, maybe you figure out a way for all those white skill position players to not show up. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if it's injuries. Maybe there's a sale at Kohl's that that and <laughs> Brock, Brock Bowers go to. I don't know. Um, I, I think that like it, it like you can kind of just chalk up the loss to be like, all right. The, the like Bowers is going to get his yards. And if you look at Bowers' numbers in like the postseason, especially, he's he's just a fucking killer. Like he's just so good in the postseason. I think he's been over 100 yards both times he's played against Alabama. Um, and he's had, you know, like I think ne- like five touchdowns, something like that, in like six career postseason games. They're going to find ways to get him the ball. I think that if you're Bama's defense, you need to not let like you have to figure out a way for them to beat you one way. Like it's got to be like, Kendall Milton can't be running for eight yards carry and then have Carson Beck be just dropping dimes all over the field. That can't happen. Um if you're on offense, I think it sucks that McC- like Jace McClellan's out because I think that Bama's going to try to get, get on the like, like the edge and, and like run a lot of stretch plays because we've seen the Georgia struggle with that a bunch. Um you cannot turn the ball over, <laughs> which I don't trust, to be honest. You have to protect the quarterback. You're talking about an offensive line that's giving up 39 sacks this year. I mean, that that offensive line in 2021 was the worst in Bama history, and they gave up only two more sacks in 15 games than this defense, or this offensive line has given up in 12. Um, But I think that the key for it on offense, in my opinion, is going to be Jamarian Miller, one of these three guys, or maybe all three, Jamarian Miller on the edge uh, at running back, and then having someone like Amari Niblack or Kendrick Law have have some big plays in the passing game because those are two guys that have been really, really explosive at times. It just seems like almost every time they, they have an explosive play, something happens. Like there's like a holding call and gets called back. So I think that you're going to have to hit chunk plays because you're just not going to, I, I think, consistently drive down the field on that Georgia defense.
0: Mm-hmm. If the game is tied or, you know, a one score game at halftime, What's your confidence level that Nick Saban will make the adjustments? Sometimes they say second-half adjustments are overrated, but mm-hmm. they, they've they just been dominant. I mean, they, they've looked yeah. like a national championship team in the second half. That's not to say Georgia has it, but I think that's more of a function of Georgia just having better overall talent and depth than anybody they play, yeah. so they kind of wear them down, and they're not going to have that advantage going up against Alabama because the, the rosters are – or you know near equal. Um, what, what's your confidence level that Sabin and his coaching staff can make the adjustments to to have a
1: winning second half to maybe win this football game? You know, what's weird is I think that, that like the way it's set up for for almost every game Bama's played in, like that's that's where the confidence has been. Like I said, at the Tennessee game, instead of the AM game, it's like you know you're you're in a dogfight. Like you, you've got to figure out a way just to get a stop and start making second half adjustments and climb yourself out of these holes. Because um, you again, you were down at Ole Miss, you were down at AM, you were down at Tennessee, and they were able to make all these second half adjustments. Tied against LSU, um, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. My my good buddy Josh Hancher, dog stats on on Twitter. Him and I did a deep dive on this, and I and I can't find it. Something like my old phone or something. Where you look at what Georgia has done in the second half under Kirby Smart, the amount of shutouts that that team has put up in the last several years is astounding. So I think at the very least I would call it a push from a coaching standpoint of like, I I think that who's going to make more second half adjustments or more effective second half adjustments. I think that that it would be a push at the same time. I think that like, like Georgia has started slow a bunch. Like there's been several, several games that they've started slow. Um, South Carolina, like Mizzou, uh, I believe Ole Miss was like, I know it was like 14 to 14, but even at the half against like Mizzou and South Carolina, Auburn, like those are tight games. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, and actually, there's a good prop bet for this from a gambling standpoint. Bama to be leading at the half, and then Georgia to win the game is like plus seven hundred. That feels like a really good value bet for what I think Georgia is able to do. Because here's the other thing too, Mike is like they can make all the second half adjustments. But one thing that that Georgia does have from a coaching standpoint, outside of Kirby Smart, is the experience they have at the coordinator positions. Like not just with Schumann, but with like somebody like Muschamp and somebody like Mike Bobo who have been in this league combined like 50 fucking years. Like they're not going to flinch, right? Like they they they're not going to flinch, and especially with the way they've had second half adjustments on their own team. Tommy Reese in the biggest moment of his young career. Yeah, I mean like I I I would take Bobo. Like I you know, I I think that like I, I think that you would have to lean towards Georgia's coaching on on like it, you know, being in favor of that uh over Bama's.
0: I'm glad you went to the coaches cuz I I've, I've been asking a couple people this this week and so I'll ask you. I think you'll like this question. Which coordinator are fans gonna be upset with the most come Saturday night? Mike Bobo or Tommy Reese? Because you know you know fans are gonna be irrationally mad at one of them.
1: Yeah. I I know what I just said, but I kinda think it's gonna be Bobo. <laughs> because because here's the thing. Like I think Bama fans kind of know what they have with Reese at this point. And there's so much of this offense depends on like, like, like it, I tell you what, if Bama goes out there and they don't run a single fucking design QB run, you're going to have a lot of upset Bama fans. Like, a lot of upset Bama fans. Um, you know, I, I think that Bama fans are all also going to this game. Like, like you, you would have to be upset. Like to be upset you would probably have to lose this game. I think a lot of Bama fans are probably confident, but they're also like, oh, man, like I, you know, it is going to be an uphill battle with this offense versus this Georgia defense. Just from just from like the, the lazy narratives aside, right? Like, People think this Bama offense has been like, like you know, struggled a bunch, and everyone thinks this Georgia defense is like, you know, as dominant as it's been the last two years, and it's not. It's just not at all. Like, I mean, Mizzou went all over them on the ground, like all over them on the ground. Um, Spencer Rattler was like 14 of 17 in the first half against that team, and they're great for 60 minutes. But I think, I think if if, if Kevin Steele is able to somehow get home, and that defensive line is able to get home, Braswell and, and Dallas Turner. Able to get to Carson Beck and he splutters one and and it gets picked or like or he he God forbid he throws a pick in the first half yeah Georgia fans are gonna be real mad at Bobo. Mm-hmm. All
0: you right, know. so you already said Georgia's winning. What what's your score prediction?
1: I just so I, I think it's gonna be a really close game for three quarters. I think it'll be a really 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 good game. Um, I, I don't know which way I would lean in terms of it's gonna be an offensive shootout or a defensive struggle, but I do think the two teams are gonna mirror each other for about three quarters. I think they're gonna be very similar to like in style of what they're trying to do Um and, and and match each other like along the way. I think once you get to the fourth quarter, I, I just trust Georgia more in the, these situations to put the game away. And I think that even if it is close, I think the six points is way too low. Like I, I, I think because Bama's, you look at the Bama helmet and the, and the logo or whatever, and, and Vegas is like, all right, it can't be double digits because it probably should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, I think Georgia will win, but I think in the fourth quarter, you will see a chance where Kirby can add on, right, and, like, add add a score late. I think Georgia wins by double digits, and I think the final score is 35-24.
0: Any chance at all? And I realize there's there's hardly no one's going to be picking this outside of Alabama homers that Alabama wins big and Jalen Milrow has like some insane game where he scores like six touchdowns. It, it, let's say that happens. Any shot in the hill that he
1: steals the Heisman? I don't think so. Like, I think, I think like, I mean, Jaden Daniels has 50 touchdowns, right? And then and the other thing he has. Not against he, Georgia. Not against Georgia. Um, he, I will say that Milrow has been one of the best players I think in the conference, especially that position, him and Beck, I think are, are, are two and three in the, in the conference. I think I firmly, I believe I, you know, and that, and there's, a, there's been a lot of good quarterback play, you know, throughout the year. Um, but I think those two are, are firmly at two and three behind Daniels. There's a chance that it happens. Cause we watched Bryce Young, like Bryce Young, are, Bryce Young won the Heisman most likely against Auburn, which is stupid. Cause it's Auburn. Mm-hmm. Like the way anyway, they won that game. But like then Bryce Young came up against the best defense in in the, the history of college football and put up an SEC championship game record. I don't think that, that Milrow is going to do that necessarily, but you could argue the best defense. Who do you think the best defense Bama has played this year is? Mm, Maybe A&M. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I would say. And he went for 335 yards in that game. So he was awesome. They, they,
0: they, they forced him to beat him with, with his arm and he did it.
1: Right. And, and there's so many big conversions on third down, especially, you know I, I think he can get an invite to to New York for sure. I don't think that he is gonna put up a game big enough for him to win it. I think if he even if he did, he shouldn't win it. I think that the Heisman is should be Jaden Daniels in my mm-hmm. opinion. But,
0: all right before you go, Chris, can you tell the audience where can they follow you? Where can they find
1: your work? Yeah, so I'll be at the Pizza Hut uh, in Ala. <laughs> um on saturday for the wedding <laughs> shower no uh burn funquist on social media on instagram and twitter and then uh the the uh podcast is saturday football uncensored um comes out we have a live show every um sunday and then we have a new episode that comes out every wednesday night thursday morning
0: awesome